1: Cast the Husker Fan Sports Show, with Dave, Honky,
2: Mac, and Boomer. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Honky.
1: Looks like I can cancel my fake Tyron Lue account.
2: <laughs> so close, Honky, so close. Good idea, yeah. good idea, though. And I'm also with Boomer tonight.
0: Well, that's... Uh... Two things uh, checked off the box there by Moose. Now if we can just uh, get that hockey team and start selling booze in Memorial Stadium, everything will be great. <laughs>
2: <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> He's well on his way, yep. man. He's well on his way. Uh, all right, guys, we've got another rapid reaction show. Big news came out here on Saturday. Uh, it is official. Fred Hoiberg is the new head basketball coach for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. It was long rumored and probably the worst kept secret in uh, college sports for the last week or so uh and it has come it is true it is real honky what is your initial reaction to this hire by bill moose
1: yay love it love everything about it couldn't be happier uh the combination right now of frost and and hoiberg leading our, our main two sports in the in the athletic department this is outstanding and I love the process that it went through, too. I thought Moose handled this great from start to finish. I've never had an issue with it along the way. I've been very vocal about that on the last couple shows. And, in fact, I like the fact that there was a little bit of, uh, you know, drama involved that, that didn't hurt us. I like the fact that Alabama gets rid of their coach, and now we're worried that Iowa State's going to steal Hoiberg away. And nope, Moose has it taken care of. We're going to pay the guy. He's coming here. He loves it. This is great. Great time to be a Husker fan right now
2: agreed agreed boomer yourself no this is what i
0: really wanted to see uh moose and the athletic department actually putting some effort into nebraska basketball here finally not just going for that just quiet mid-major hire and just Hoping people keep showing up, you know, with the same kind of boring halftime shows, and just hoping for the best that something magical <laughs> might happen. No, this was actually them taking this seriously. They went out, and there were, you know, a handful of good, high-quality, you know, names for coaches, and they're certainly not ashamed to pay a guy. I mean, what are they paying him? Three point five million. That's putting him in
2: three point five yeah, seven. I mean that's in gorgeous. the upper
0: echelons of coach salary at this point. So yeah, they're definitely not afraid to go out and spend some money and actually try to try to take this program to the next level and that's what I really wanted to see out of it so.
2: yeah I, I agree I'll throw my two cents in. I, I think it's a great hire uh horberger was probably if not the the top uh option out there for many uh programs looking for a new coach this off season. uh if, they, if he wasn't number one he was right in their top five right I mean he Clearly uh, was proven at Iowa State as a successful head coach at the college level, at the power five level, has now coached at the NBA. I think it's forgotten a little bit on on how well respected Hoiberg is from a a basketball mind, right? He was in the Timberwolves uh, front office. And a really good talent evaluator, I think that's going to be critical. We've talked a lot about the transfers and, oh, he hates recruiting, whatever. He actually is really good at evaluating talent and and applying that to his system. So we're going to see that play out uh, very quickly. Honky had a tweet, um, I believe it was yesterday, the turnover to the Iowa State roster even before uh, Fred Hoiberg had coached one game for the Cyclones was tremendous. So I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but I would expect some of that turnover to occur as we go forward. So I, I think it's also good to see uh, the national reaction to this very positive uh, home run hire, all those type of things. And I think it also points to what Tim Miles couldn't get us over w- with a little bit was the, the name recognition and the ability to bring big time recruits on the campus, I think it was Meyer Metcalf of ESPN saying, uh, you know, said something to the effect of, yeah, Fred's going to get players to come to Nebraska. They have great facilities, and you know, he, he's the right coach for the right at the job at the time. And that's right, PBA is an amazing facility. The practice facilities are great. They're NBA quality stuff. Horberg said that, that himself a few years ago. And he's going to be able to recruit to that like no other. He's already bringing in, uh sounds like one of his top assistant coaches from Iowa state who's now at St. John's. Uh, and so, and and he's he's like the top transfer recruiter in the country, right? Honky. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's exactly what we're going to see. We're going to see some of those guys come in. I think we are still going to see the developmental players and high school players come in as well. So it's not just all transfers, but we're going to jump state, start the program quickly with that approach well
1: and to your point there dave uh when hoiberg went to iowa state in that first off season before they ever tipped the ball one time with him as a Cyclone coach by the time that they started that season they already had 11 people leave the program and replaced them with 10 new people six of them were transfers four of them were prep players so to your point there um, there was a lot of turnover. You want to talk about flipping a roster in a hurry. Yeah. That is what he did at Iowa State. Now, again, I don't know if he would do the exact same thing here or not, but there's room for transfers in his system, and there's room for, for prep players, obviously, in that system. Uh, right now, just a little bit of a roster update from Nebraska ball right now. Thomas Allen did put himself into the transfer portal, but he also said that he was waiting to see who was going to be the head coach. So, you know, he knows now, so we'll see what happens in the, the next couple days, week with that. Uh today Roby declared for the draft but he didn't have an agent. Didn't sign an agent. So, you know, there's going to be de- some He guys. declared
2: last year too, right, Honky?
1: No, actually he didn't last year. It, it was weird. I thought he did, but like apparently he did something where he didn't he didn't enter himself in there cuz you can only enter yourself into it so many times and take yourself but out. But he got evaluated. Maybe, Maybe that it. was it. It was something with like evaluating, but he didn't do the official step that Palmer and Copeland did a year ago. So, point is you know we have a a fairly decent roster right now coming back. If everyone came back, if Nana and and Allen and Roby and you know uh, Oh Burke, the the transfer that sat out this year, uh, we have a, you know a decent starting point. But how many of those guys stick around or not, we'll, we'll find out. But we know with what Hoiberg's done in the past, he's not afraid to to make some changes.
2: Yeah, and I think if you look at that roster turn- turnover at Iowa State, it was an upgrade in talent. He took over from a Greg McDermott team, who I think McDermott has actually evolved considerably since that time. Uh, he really actually has gravitated towards the Fred Hoiberg uh, pace and space uh, once he had his son at, at Creighton, and they actually kind of play a similar style of ball now than what uh, Hoiberg uh, started with at Iowa, Iowa State. But that roster was a significant turnover. The transfers out, uh, Boomer, where did one of these guys go? Palm, yeah, Beach, Palm State, Beach State, I believe?
0: Fighting Panthers or something like that. Right. Yeah.
2: So those are the type of transfers out, and he was bringing guys in from, like, Michigan State and uh, uh, big-time programs that that took a while to come in. Uh, Royce White was a great example for Minnesota. Uh, and so definitely an upgrade in talent. It, to Honky's point, he may not have to do quite as much as that if Roby f- comes back, for example, because that's the type of stretch four you would call, it, right? A, a, you're not going to see a true center that much unless Hoiberg changes his philosophy a little bit. You're not going to see a true center probably in his offense. He's essentially going to have long, lean, uh, tall power forwards that can run the f- floor and shoot threes actually like what Roby really can do. And he utilizes that to really you know, create mismatches and... and uh, create a, a kind of a high-flying offense so it, if Roby could come back even Thomas Allen those type of guys those are quality uh, players that would potentially work within the system I, I would I would caution from a, a talent roster position right now I don't know who our point guard would be next year that would work really well in in Hoiberg's offense and I think that'll be an interesting development as that moves forward would
1: have uh if watson was coming back would he have been a good example of a of a point guard for this system dave
2: yeah i think so you need a really aggressive tenacious point guard you'd like to maybe a little better shooter than glenn because he seemed to be hot and cold but yeah i think watson actually would have been an all right fit especially for year one um absolutely
1: so boomer you've uh you and i've you know had our discussions on moose on the in the past on uh you know, just how how successful he was, I guess, getting Frost in here, and, and you would say that he, it was an easy decision. Well, what do you feel like this one, how do you feel if you had to give him a grade, how did he do with the whole Hoiberg situation?
0: Well, I think the actual hire, you know, you've got to give him an A on that because this is kind of what we said we wanted to see the AD do was uh, – take basketball seriously, because I don't know if we've done that for quite a long time here at the university. You know, it's kind of what, what we mentioned in our little opening segment here. Just, we're actually going out there, we got, like Dave said, one of the name coaches, you know, when you'd read articles, he'd be, you know, bannered about for, you know, jobs at Iowa State. I've seen articles where, you know, people said, oh, he could take over at, you know, uh, Minnesota or U- Michigan State, UCLA, UCLA you know. So, if Kansas came open, he'd be, yeah, would have yeah, a, a he would be a name term. there. Some he people, could be an NBA Alabama, You know, people bannering him about for all sorts of jobs. So the fact Nebraska was able to actually get this coach, bring him in here, granted he had ties, but hey, that's not the most glamorous position ever in the the world of you know college basketball. The fact he was able to do that and bring him in here, that shows he really did make the effort we wanted to see him make. So I, I don't have any complaints with that.
1: Yeah, and how about this uh, the quote from Hoiberg today? I can't express how excited I am to be back on the sidelines and to be coaching at a university. That means a lot to my family and me. Hashtag Nebraska ball. I mean, that's really pretty cool to hear from him. <laughs> that's a-
2: Yeah. Obviously parents are a big influence on anyone's mm-hmm. life. Uh, Fred Oberg's parents both graduated from UNL and uh, his, his grandfather uh, coached at, at UNL. His, his, I think his other grandfather was a, a, a professor Uh, at UNL. I mean, the the ties are actually, from a generational standpoint, quite deep. He obviously had a connection to Iowa State, Mm but that's never going to change, right? He was called the mayor for a reason. He uh, literally grew up a few blocks away from Hilton Coliseum there, I believe, and uh, was ingrained into that Iowa State program. But that doesn't mean his family, going back generations, actually maybe had a stronger tie to to Nebraska. I think pretty clear it's a stronger tie to Nebraska. So that's that's great that he fills uh, that level of comfort, and um, I'm sure it's rewarding for his parents to, to see this happen, you know, so it's it's awesome connection. Absolutely.
1: Well, Boomer, can you check on this? His great-great-grandpa was Ewald Jumbo Steam, is that correct? Uh, <laughs>
2: there are some family rumors. We don't, don't want to get into those and that... dredge
0: that up here, but uh, yeah.
2: Actually, I read somewhere. I mean, there's been so much on this, Boomer, you can find it. I think his his like, great-grandfather was Otto Hoyerberg, who was uh, da- born in Danabrog, yeah, Nebraska, that's and uh, was a sociology professor at UNL. I mean, <laughs> it's just Andy. like, yeah. that's Nebraska right there, right? We're
1: laughing. We're having fun again, Nebraska fans. And and, and speaking of fun, this the is going to be a fun style of basketball, right, Dave? I mean, that's...
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't be more happier about this hire because of the uh, style of basketball that Fred Hoiberg, Boyer, Hoiberg will bring to Lincoln. Uh, it's going to be fast-paced. It's going to be wide open. It's um, there's a reason he went to the NBA. Um, some people might say, "Oh, it's because of the recruiting or whatever." But I mean, he wants to play a a, a wide open style of basketball that uh, is tr- has transition uh, b- buckets. But when you're in the half court, you're going to have a lot of. Uh, a kind of a a motion weave type offense that's essentially designed to create three-point shots. And if the defense overextends on those uh, three-point shooters, you're going to drive to the bucket. There's lots of cutting going on. You're going to see a lot of motion that you haven't seen in the 10 miles offense. It's been so frustrating for me. It's like, why are we so stationary in this offense? We're going to see guys moving all the time. We're going to see easier shots and you're going to see a a lot of offensive efficiency. Because of that, probably going to hopefully, you know, within a year or two start averaging somewhere around 80 points a game. That's what he did at Iowa State. And you, you need uh, players to do this offense. You need shooters. Uh, and you need guys that are long and lean and, and can play multiple positions. Really a lot of, um, uh, you know, switching and, and stuff like that. You're going to have almost positionist type players. So it, it's going to be completely different. And it will be something a little bit different to the Big Ten similar to the Frost offense being different to the Big Ten there may be some adjustment to that but I I think if you think about how uh, Hoiberg runs his offense it is similar to where so many NBA and now college programs are turning to is like the Steve Kerr philosophy of of offense where you are going to see a lot of three-pointers and uh, just a a lot of uh, pace and space they like to say pace Mm. and space so
1: so, you know, you've been a lifelong UNC fan and I'm I'm very sorry for your loss. But um would <laughs> yeah, you thanks. compare at least style wise would this look a lot similar to what you like watching when you're watching a UNC kind of game being played?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh Roy Williams has always had some of this philosophy, but it's definitely ramped up over the last decade or so. He has less true centers now. Think of the back in the day he used think of um, um, Brandon Haywood or something like that and they don't really have that type of player on on UNC any longer. yeah have uh, tall six nine guys like Nasir little who can do everything and really creates matchup play, uh, problems just like Isaiah Robley can do f- for an offense in the Fred Hoyberg offense. So um, I think you're gonna see a completely different style of a ball which is going to be fun to watch even if they're 16 and 16 next year which is quite feasible. That's what Iowa State was in his first year. It's going to be a fun offense to watch. It's an offense that, as when it works and really starts shots start falling, you can beat a a top five team just like that because you're going to can explode on offense um, when things are when things are working right in it. So it's going to be my gosh,
1: basketball can be fun again at Nebraska Boomer. I mean, it's it's fun. Look at next year sellouts. Any concern about that sellout streak now?
0: <laughs> no, nah, I have a feeling it might be a little tricky to get a Nebraska ball ticket uh, next year. So that that's that's good to see because that was bet. a concern. I think. Yep, I think we're good.
2: I I, I do feel like, hey, guys, you're you're onto that. Did the road show with the PowerPoint back in what 2011 or whatever it was selling the PBA to to, to Lincoln, the, voters.
1: The city of Lincoln voters, city Lincoln voters.
2: And you've had a part of this hire That's right here because I don't, I, don't, yeah, so. I don't think we, if PBA is in there, I don't know if we attract Fred Hoiberg You're, because yeah. it's just different. It, um, and I, I think Iowa State fans and other fans, I've read some of the message boards and for weeks they're like, he's never going to go to Lincoln. Lincoln's horrible. It's a horrible town. I'm like, have you not been Lincoln in, I don't know, and forever? But. I, you know, tweeting at us from Ames? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, somehow they think Ames is more attractive lifestyle than Lincoln. And I'm Jeez, like, it's a way bigger city. Yeah. Omaha's bigger than Des Moines. Lincoln's way bigger yeah. than Ames. And, I mean, the PBA, it's like an NBA-type atmosphere, they're being in the, the, the hay market and the rail yard. And I, I think that's a, a very attractive thing for him and very attractive to recruit to. And a huge kudos to the folks that decided to vote and bring PBA to Lincoln because it's going to potentially change Nebraska basketball yeah. forever. Yeah. So you're welcome, right? Nebraska ball fans. Yeah, and yes.
1: Ames is like still water without the glitter. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, anyway, I think there's just a lot of excitement over the hire, and I, I think it's well received nationally. It's going to be fun to see how this plays out. It, it, we should see, you know, we'll, we'll know here relatively shortly here in the next few months on the, the roster turnover that's going to start happening quickly. I really do hope that we keep uh, the best uh, parts of our current roster and and uh, see how we can keep the some of the current recruits coming in, especially the local Nebraska guys. I think that's a, a key aspect that I think uh, Fred should be able to lock down relatively quickly, I would hope and kind of see where this goes from there. All right, guys. Uh, That was pretty rapid. That was 20 minutes of fast. Is there uh, anything else we want to kind of tackle? Maybe just, maybe hockey, I think just, you know, for uh, posterity's sake. I mean, this is an opportunity to just kind of uh, throw out some, some bold predictions of what Nebraska basketball might look like in, say, you know, two, three, five years from now, what would your hopes be? I I think one of the really interesting parts of this hire was the fact that many national pundits felt like Nebraska needed to know its place and they could never pull this off Mm -hmm. that. And and look, there's a lot of work to be done. Fred Hoiberger would be the first one to tell you that there's a lot of work to be done, but hiring the right coach is a big step for this program. We've never gone this direction. We've never paid 3.57 3.57 million a year for seven years, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. To, to start to see uh, returns on that investment in the, in the basketball program. So if you were talking to someone like Andy Katz, who said like, Hey, Nebraska needs to know their place. They're never going to be that good in the big 10. What do you, what would you like to question him on today after this hire?
1: I guess, uh, I, I the way I've always thought about Nebraska ball, it's kind of the old Einstein saying of, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting something different is the definition of insanity. It would have been insane to go out and hire the South Dakota State coach here. Uh, no matter whatever his his credentials were, that's not what he we... might need. be great
2: yeah. at UNLV, but it would yeah, have been Yeah, he could insane. go
1: to UNLV and actually, you know, go to the Final Four, and it still would have been insane here. That's just not what we need at this point. This is making a change that is... Unlike anything we've ever done before, not just the pay, but the pace of the play that he's gonna he's gonna bring here, the the cachet that his name brings along with it, and just bringing somebody that really has high level credentials already by the time they get to Nebraska ball that's that's huge. It hasn't happened in our lifetimes for sure. So that part's really exciting to me. As far as like trying to make some some bold predictions, we had a Twitter poll out there had about 500 responses. It was on Facebook and Twitter. And um, about 75% of the people, the, the question was, who's going to have more wins in the next 10 years? Or, no, what's going to happen more in the next 10 years? is: Are we going to have more Big Ten West football titles or more NCAA tournament basketball wins? And 75% of those 500 people said more football West titles. But I don't know that that's, in my mind, I'm like, I don't think that necessarily is true. Uh, I, I can see, if you look at, like, Alabama in football, They've won in just their division in the last ten years. They probably won their division what seven times, maybe six or seven. Sounds about right. So yeah. if if Nebraska football does six or seven Big Ten, well, geez, six or seven. That's that. We'd be very happy. That'd be great. We'd be very happy yes. ten years from now. And yet, as we're seeing Texas Tech tonight, you know, a football school from a, a mid, you know, a plains football school from a small town in the middle of nowhere, Texas Tech just won their fourth game this year. In the big, in the NCAA tournament. So that's, you know what, we're going to win some NCAA tournament games. That's, there's the bold prediction. We're going to win games. This monkey on our back is going to be off with this coach. It's just going to be off the back.
2: It's going to happen. Finally. So long. Uh, Yeah, that's that's a good point, Honk. I I think there's just so many more opportunities for the uh, NCAA tournament win. So if you could go on a run, you can pick up three, four, five. Five would be really nice because you'd be playing for a national title, but three or four um, in a season, and suddenly you have a lot of wins. Boomer? Uh, Yeah, just bold prediction. Jeez, just
0: something to be excited about in March for Nebraska ball. That would would just be so grand. Uh,
2: Yeah, Boomer, Boomer, could you imagine Nebraska being Texas Tech in a few years? Texas Tech. Oh yeah, yeah. Two elite eights. They just went to the. It's Texas Tech. Yeah,
0: they're in the final four. Yeah, I've been to Lubbock. It's yeah. I mean, come on. You know, it's it's a city of about two hundred fifty thousand on the edge of nowhere in the Great Plains. I mean, it's not a hotbed of basketball talent, and you know, again, it's just another example of just finding that coach that's the right fit that gets a you know plan in place and works to it. I mean, you know, Beard's a great defensive minded coach, and we've had defensive minded coaches for years here, and all we got out of it was boredom. So it's just a matter of finding that right coach that hits. And, yeah, oh, the difference yeah. is Beard actually has gotten his players to play great exactly. defense. Yeah. So they, they can do that. I mean, if you got the right coach, you can win in basketball anywhere. I mean, it, it's it been shown it can be done. There's no reason it can't happen here. And hopefully this is the hire to do it. God, just imagine Nebraska in the Sweet 16. Well, just think, how excited this fan base would be. I mean, my word. Think
1: of this Final Four. It, Texas Tech, and then if Auburn, who is playing out of their mind, makes it, yeah. to have Auburn and Texas Tech in the same Final Four and being in Nebraska – nebraska ball fan looking at this going why can't we be those two let's stop we don't need to
2: yeah well heck look at purdue yeah purdue, purdue sure. is yeah, playing, it's playing right now yeah. to well, get in they're
1: up by five we don't need to like it's one thing to like sit there and say okay can we be unc or duke okay i'm not trying to i'm not trying to have those kinds of visions but can we can we be auburn and can we be texas tech and if that means an occasional final four i'd take that I would take that quite yeah. happily right now as yeah. a Nebraska basketball. And,
2: and look at and look at their. I mean, those coaching hires are relatively recent. In Bruce Pearl, and you can say whatever you want about that guy. He's a good coach. He, he knows how to get the best out of his players. They played out of their minds against UNC. Plus, tonight. you get that kind of sleazy Chris, gangster leader kind of vibe from Pearl. <laughs> so that's
0: kind of fun. I mean, you know, that adds a certain. Sure, sure, to it. sure. Yeah. That,
2: that, that's what you can say about him. But I, I, you can also say he's a great coach. I don't know what it is, but the guy wins wherever he goes. Chris Beard, wherever you put that guy, whether it's Texas Tech, Kentucky, I don't know, Sam Houston State, the guy is going to win. You can just tell. He's a great coach. I, I think. Hoiberg could be in that same ilk. He's going to be able to chance to prove it here in the next couple of years. So um, that, that's high level stuff. I mean, we'd be terribly happy with a win in the tournament and uh, Sweet Sixteen in the next, you know, five years or whatever. That'd be, you know, statue worthy already for Nebraska. Yeah. We, um, we, you
1: know, we, d- Dave, we Mark? didn't do a mailbag tonight, but um, we did have a question that came yeah. in. It's from Montana, Amy. Uh, She's a college friend of mine. She goes, precisely how are Husker women across the state going to decide which dreamy head coach to dream about uh, once Fred comes to town? And, you know, I I had to respond that, you know, there's even podcasts that have that same issue that we're dealing with. So, you know.
2: It's true. It's true. Yeah, which Redcaster do you really like the most? I understand. I think my wife would take Honky, actually. But, yeah. Hmm. It's a burden we'll bear for you, fans. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, my wife actually wanted to make sure I mentioned that uh, he, sh- her most exciting news and, and uh, greatest acclaim for Bill Moose this week was that he has lifted the uh, ban on um, aerial stunts by the cheerleaders. And so we are now going to see – uh, male cheerleaders and, and the female cheerleaders getting thrown up in the air to some degree, and she's been complaining about this incessantly for about two decades, I feel like. So uh, very excited on her part to see some cheerleaders cheering on both Scott Frost and Fred well, And teams. the
1: And the Redcast is going to, at least half the Redcast is going to be at the Nebraska-Colorado football game in Boulder, and I promise at least one of the Redcasters will be going aerial during the tailgating, and it will probably be me, so... We'll, we'll have, yeah, a, we'll have that's some fun.
2: that's true. true. Well, uh, let's wrap this up with one final question on that. And there was a good article, I can remember it was from maybe Sam McEwen or, or someone else like that, talking about the the success potentially of Frost and Hoiberg. And we've talked about this, the football-basketball combo, and right how can you be good at both. And there's some good examples out there now, but you have to say that if we're, our excitement – Result into actual performance on the field here in the next in the court for the next few years with Frost and Hoiberg. We're gonna have two of the best uh, coaches in the top two sports uh, in in college, right? Absolutely, that's what it looks
1: like. And I I don't want to yeah. jump too far ahead on things because Boomer, you know your brother, he he texts with us and and he's like, well, can't we wait until these guys get some results before we you know start hailing them that way? And that is so true. It is true, right? I mean, Frost technically hasn't had the results here yet. And Hoiberg obviously is just hired today. But these are guys that that come with pretty strong credentials. And these are guys that that we know are doing things the right way. Like, I have no doubt that it's going to be done right with these guys. There was hope when the, the first day that Riley was hired or the first day that maybe Miles was hired, there was hope that these guys, it could work here, you know. But it was more like hope. Like, you know, Miles has done certain things where he's built programs up, so maybe he can, you know, do this. Hoiberg is like a com- on a completely different level. Frost is on a completely different level. Frost has taken a team and zero. All of those things. These guys, we have got two coaches right now at these two sports that they're not just top 10, 15 in pay. About any other school would want them. Almost any other school yeah. would want these guys right now. And, and, and in both cases, Dave, you laid it out earlier with Hoiberg, in both cases we got them over other schools that would have really wanted to get them at the exact same time. That's where... Moose deserves a, a huge slap on the back and, and and a beer. You deserve it, Moose. You deserve that beer. Yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. one for you tonight here because yeah. that was outstanding work. <laughs> we have we have an AD who knows how to handle the business of the athletic department. That is so great to see. Um, I'm sad to see you know President Bounds earlier this week uh, you know say that he was going to be stepping down because the the moves that he and and Chancellor Green made to get rid of I-Corps two years ago. What we're starting to see now how it's amazing. This is amazing. In 18 months, we've seen we've seen this entire athletic department get completely flipped around, and there's so much hope and excitement now. This is awesome.
2: Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's a good rapid reaction right there. We've uh, hit all the points. Uh, very excited here on the Redcast for this hire. Looking forward to a press conference and uh, tons of great uh, uh, articles and, and conversation coming out over the next week or two. Uh, on Nebraska basketball. All right, guys. I'm sure we'll be back uh, next week here very shortly. Mac will join us for football talk. We'll talk baseball as well. They uh, are playing Minnesota right now in the weekend series up there. And we'll uh, have another uh, Go Big Redcast. But for now, let's call that a Go Big Redcast.
1: Welcome, Mayor.
0: Can we just skip to fall already?